Hi, I'm Maria Theharis of Velosos on social media. Welcome back to Sight of the 50 podcast on Soul Organized Style. Grab a cuppa and relax with us. On Soul Organized Style podcast, I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay respects to the elders past and present. Many thanks for the ongoing support from the Patreon community for Soul Organized Style podcast. Your ongoing support every month keeps me developing these podcasts so you and our listeners can hear from sellers from all walks of life. Thanks for joining us on So Over 50 podcast on So Organized Style. So Over 50 intersects with all communities and we're a community that is so over ageism. The So Over 50 community is positively leading, being visible in the sewing world. Today's guest is Stephanie Miller or on Instagram you'll find her at The Situation Room. Hi, Maria. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good, thank you. It's wonderful to meet you. I'm really glad to meet you too, Stephanie. I'm really thankful that you said yes to come on the podcast because I know that it can be overwhelming, but I'm really glad that you're here. It's kind of like being among friends. That's really good to hear. So thank you for inviting me. This is wonderful. It's good company. I agree. So where can people find you online? I am only on Instagram. And my handle is at the situation room, like situation, but with a stitch for sewing. S-T-I-T-C-H-U-A-T-I-O-N room. When you created that online name, was that for a reason around what your sewing room is like? I created that when my dream of having a dedicated Designed for me sewing room came true a couple of years ago when my husband and I remodeled our house. And he has his own hobby room, which was the Institute of Nerd Studies. And I needed to have a catchy phrase for my own room. So it became the situation room long before I even got on Instagram. It was really good that when you went on Instagram, that name was available. Yes. Well, that's good. Did you start sewing at a young age or was this something that you've recently picked up? I started sewing at a young age. Yes. I remember vividly the first garment that I ever made for myself. I was 10 or 11 years old and this was in the 70s and decided I wanted a cool pair of dungarees. And so my mother helped me sew a pair, but all she did other than technical guidance, I'm sure, was help me with the zipper and help me with the buttonholes because this was my first garment and I was doing great cutting it out and making straight seams. So she helped me with the really more technical bits, but I'll never forget them. They were a wine color and then she appliqued this funky blue frog on the bib and I wore them to school and I thought I was just the coolest thing. <laughs> And today, they would still be the most coolest thing too. And today, I still wear dungarees. I love them. So some things never change. You know, you've told us now that you like sewing clothes, but is there some type of sewing that you enjoy the most? What I really enjoy the most, and this is like the truth and beauty moment, is when I find a pattern that is really well drafted and it fits, the instructions are clear, they work. The garment fits, and I've chosen a fabric that's completely appropriate. That for me, I don't care whether it's a jacket or pants or a sweatshirt. 
if it's just like the meeting of the gods, that's my favorite garment. You know, I kind of go in between the raccoon that likes all the shiny objects and the new to me fabrics, the new to me patterns, the fun challenges. I swing wildly between that and then saying, okay, get stuck into something that's going to increase your skills and be a little more difficult and challenge your creativity. So I love those two. I like it all, but the Holy Grail is something that fits in the perfect fabric. That's it. Love it. So I discovered you while I've been working behind the scenes for Cyber 50. And I noticed that you put up a lot of posts where you share the technical skills that you've learned. Yes, I enjoy doing that. And I think that's really helpful. It reminds people that there are skills that they can find from people in the Cyber 50 community like yourself. Exactly. And one of the reasons that I do that is not because I think I'm the greatest sewist ever or anything like that. The reason that I like to post things that I've learned that work is that it's my way of giving back to the community. The people in the Sew Over 50 community have been extremely generous with their time and their talents and their encouragement. Anytime I ask anyone a question from what type of fabric is that or what type do you recommend or, geez, how did you do that little bit of trim or whatever it is? Mm -hmm. People are so generous and they love to share their knowledge. And so this is my way of jumping in and sharing with other people and just trying to make our community stronger and making it a really welcoming place because everybody starts somewhere. And I don't know that many people in real life that sew, but when I see somebody that's new on Instagram, that's just starting, I understand that it's, it's kind of daunting to put your work out there and to be able to have somebody encouraging you. It just makes all the difference. It just makes you want to keep going. And I really don't want to see sewing go by the wayside because it's, it just is such a great creative outlet for people. Most people need a creative outlet and maybe sewing is it and maybe just haven't discovered it yet. But if you have somebody that's willing to help you along the way, it just makes a big difference. Yeah, it does. And it's a good life skill to have, even just to be able to sew on your own buttons and to hem your own trousers. Absolutely. Or make a curtain because you're tired of your neighbor looking in your apartment window or Hem up the shower curtain that's always dragging on the floor. I mean, I do plenty of utility sewing as well. It's not just fluff. It's, you know, a lot of really practical stuff too. And Nancy of At I Used to Be a Curtain suggested you would be great as a podcast guest. So thank you very much to Nancy. The post that I saw of yours that I shared on Sub 15 Stories was the turning tools. Oh, Yes. And I think I bought a set of those many years ago and they sit there and I keep thinking I need to use them when I'm doing straps. And then when I saw your post, I thought, oh, this is so cool. Someone else is using them. So it was like a reminder and I actually used them that week. Oh, fantastic. Well, you know, I've had those. A dear friend of mine gave them to me almost 30 years ago and 
I've moved so many times, but that is one thing that I've never parted with because they come in handy for a lot of things. I mean, sometimes it's easy to just, you know, stick a safety pin in it and turn it real quick that way. But those things are just fantastic. And when you see them in a thrift store and you're like, what the heck? Then if you've seen them demonstrated, oh, I know what those are for. And um, sometimes you can get notions that aren't even made anymore or something new for your sewing room. But I thought, well, if I get a kick out of these, maybe other people will too. They do, like me. Good, good, good. So thank you for doing that. Of course. When did you discover the Sub 50 community? You know, I think like so many people that use this hashtag, so over 50 kind of found me. I first got on Instagram in 2019 at the urging of my sister, who's quite an accomplished sewer herself. And she suggested that get on Instagram. There's so many great people to follow for inspiration. And so I did. And I was looking back in my feed and I had exactly four posts before my first post where I used So Over 50. But by using So Over 50, it really started connecting me with other people that are as passionate about sewing as I am. Congratulations to your sister for getting you onto Instagram. Oh, absolutely. Because I'm not a huge social media person, but, you know, like so many people during the lockdown in 2020, the worldwide, just everything stopped with the pandemic. I found that Silver 50 and the Instagram sewing community were just really kind of a lifeline to the outside world. And we were stuck in our homes and we were just unsure of the future and what was going to happen. And sewing really became an important part of my day to just kind of zone out, process my thoughts, center myself again, and, you know, come back out in the world. But having people that were in the same boat and expressing it or not expressing it, but always offering encouragement and support was, it was really helpful because those were some dark years for a lot of people. They were. So it was good that you were able to connect into Cyber 50. Absolutely. Absolutely. On Cyber 50, we've done some research to look at pattern designers who feature older sellers on their pattern covers or on their grids. Are there any that you've noticed that do this? There are. I think that Stocks Patterns is doing a fantastic job. There's also By Hand London frequently features older sewists. Closet Core features people of all ages, which is wonderful. Helen's Closet also does. Those are all independent. I have to give a shout out for my favorite fabric designer who's fabulous at uh, highlighting sewists in Sew Over 50, and that's Julia Allison Cost. Her florals and art to fabric, she just has a cult following. She's just such a joy to know as a human and her art is beautiful and anytime you make anything you're wearing work of art so it's just wonderful but yes I do love to see pattern designers and fabric designers that highlight people that are not necessarily 25 to 35 and super fit and could be Vogue models because 
everybody loves to sew and not everybody looks like that. Such a tiny proportion of people are fitting the Vogue magazine demographic that it's wonderful to showcase what patterns and fabrics look like on all shapes and all sizes because everybody sews. And I just really appreciate that. So thank you for letting us know about the pattern designers that you see. And yeah, always a shout out to Julia Allison Cost. She's amazing. Yeah. Yes. I can now officially use the sew over 60 hashtag. So I'm really excited about that. It's nice to start a new decade and think about all the wonderful things that may be coming in life rather than dwelling on things that are past. I'm really looking forward to a new decade, a new start. My husband and I recently picked up, moved across the United States from one coast to the other. So everything here is new. Turning the page on a new decade has brought me a chance to really take a look at why I sew, what I want to sew, what's important to sew, and how I can do it in more of a considered manner. The first few years I got back into sewing, I was just sewing everything, trying to hone my skills and try all the fabrics and try all the patterns. And so now I'm going to just kind of gravitate towards what do I really need? You know, honestly, I don't need anything, but I can picture this, what I want to see when I open my closet doors, when I reach for my suitcase and I want to pack. Lou at So Much to Design really inspired me this summer with her beautiful capsule wardrobe for travel. And I thought, you know, you don't need a lot of pieces. You just need things that can mix and match and that look good together and that you can transition through the seasons because you don't always travel somewhere that's in the same season you're leaving. So that's kind of my focus for the next few months is to put together a wardrobe. I can grab 12 pieces or less, put them in a carry-on bag and go and have something for each occasion, whether it's visiting ruins, having wine on a terrace, visiting a mosque where I need to be modest, or maybe going out and have a little dance party. I don't know. But I mean, if you plan it, you've got room for everything. So that's my focus for the near future. When you moved from one coast of the States to another, did you go through a process of culling your fabrics and patterns? So now you're at a point where you could do this sort of planning? Talk me through that. Yes. Culling, yes. That cross-country move, changing one sewing room for another And knowing the sewing room that I loved and designed from scratch to exactly meet my needs and moving to a new sewing space that I needed to recreate based on what I was going to now be working with required a lot of forethought, a lot of planning, measuring, pulling, packing. I got to the point where I was photographing the inside of a box before I put the lid on so that I could identify the box and not have to completely unpack it to understand what was in it. So where did I put all my scissors and are they with all my pins and where are my knits and where are my wovens? Really, you know, I took a long time, probably a couple of months to really 
figure out a plan on how to pack so that once I got here, I could hit the ground with fabrics I loved and really had a current plan for, and then could set aside the fabrics that I'd been holding on for a really long time or things that were not going to be seasonally appropriate, you know, just set that aside and not have to dig through it right when I got here. Mm-hmm. So yes, I called a lot. I have a dear friend back in California who was a recipient of a lot of stuff. And I kept prefacing it with, you don't have to say yes to any of this. And she said, oh, but I want this and I want that. And so gratefully, I know that my former things went to a really good home. That's good. Thank you for talking me through that because it does take a lot of forethought and you've explained it really well. It can be really daunting. It can. And at times I was overwhelmed, but I think that the transition worked all right. And my new sewing space is lovely. It has fantastic light. I look out into a forest and can see, depending on the season, different wildlife coming down the hill and through the property. Most recently, a wild turkey mama and her little baby wild turkey chicks. It's really fun. And I'm looking forward to the fall because New England is known for its beautiful fall foliage, and I know it's going to be quite the show out the sewing room window, so I'm looking forward to it. Sounds spectacular. Thank you. What advice would you give people who want to increase their techniques of sewing? You know, the first thing that you do when you see, say, a pair of pants or a jacket with a welt pocket is like, God, I don't know if I could do that, and... I don't want to waste all the fabric because I might get this detail horribly wrong. And so my advice is to, you know, you can do a twall, but why don't you skip the twall, get some scrap fabric, go to the step that you want to do, whether it's an invisible zipper or a welt pocket or hand stitching or some sort of top stitching, just get some scraps and maybe put the same kind of interfacing in or whatever you would use if you were making the garment and go to a really good sewing reference book. Because in those books, you can find every technique that's ever been done. There's nothing new under the sun. You just have to look and you will find that somebody has explained it. And find that technique and give it a go two or three times on your scraps mm. and build your confidence. And then that way, when you're ready to try it on a twall, make your twall. And if you're really feeling good, then go for it with your fancy fabric, because by then you've done it three or four times. It's old school. You know what to do. And if you are more of a visual learner rather than a book, then go on YouTube because people on YouTube post everything. You can find every technique if you dig, but I do suggest doing it on scraps with YouTube at first, because you've got a lot of hidden gems on YouTube and you've got a few rotten eggs. And so if you're watching a video and you try it and it doesn't quite come out right, and you're like, what exactly do they mean? Put it aside, get a second opinion, go find another video and see if it makes more sense. Because like anything in life, they're not always going to be winners. But if you dig enough, you can find your technique and practice it. And that's 
that's just the thing. It's all practice. Got it in one. Oh, fantastic. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast for Cyber 50 today and for giving us your advice so that people who are honing their skills have a way forward now. You're very welcome, Maria. This has been a lot of fun. I feel like I'm in a cool club now of the people that have been on your podcast. I've listened to it for years and I'm just really happy to join the club. And hopefully I have inspired somebody, you know, I love sewing. I think everybody that listens to this podcast loves sewing. And so we're in good company and we love to share. And it's been a really fantastic time. Stephanie, thank you for letting me into your home today. I really appreciate all the effort that you've gone to. And yeah, it does feel like we're in a group of good friends, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yes, Yes, it does. Thank you, Maria. Thanks, Stephanie. This episode of Server 50 Podcast on Soul Organized Style was produced by me, Maria Theoharis, with permission of Stephanie, sound by bensound.com. If you want to provide a guest post for Server 50, make sure you direct message Judith and Sandy at the Server 50 Instagram account. You can subscribe to Soul Organized Style Podcast, but with an S, not a Z on all good podcast apps. Make sure you go back and listen to our free Server 50 Podcast archive. And if you can, consider supporting the production of this podcast on Patreon. Slightly but surely, the YouTube version of every podcast is being published on the Sober 50 YouTube account as an additional way to connect with people who are so over ageism. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs>